Welcome to the Strange Films Podcast, a place for filmmakers, actors, and other creatives. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Strange Films Podcast. I'm your host, August, and I'm here joined by Rich Sands. He is an actor based out in L.A., and uh, I'm very grateful to have him on the show today. Rich, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me here. I really wanted to uh, do this because I follow you on Instagram. And I see all the stuff you post, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. And I'm a horror fan, strange film fan, so I, you know, I like it. So awesome! Being man. part of it is great. Wonderful. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, having you follow and engage with us and liking our content that, that always means a lot. But uh, wanted to be a part of the conversations and you know, kind of what we're about. And 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 one of the big things I like to do is obviously talk with other creators and other actors and people in the industry just to kind of get their perception on things uh as well so um so i'm based out in knoxville tennessee which is a completely different world than what you're probably living in right now oh yeah uh, but we do have a film industry uh down here in in the south uh i also operate up in philadelphia pennsylvania where my father lives so we uh, kind of operate both uh both cities at once uh, and kind of per se um but i want the audience uh, that you know, who normally listen to our show to kind of have a chance to get to know you a little bit. So why don't you introduce yourself, uh, kind of like how you got started in acting and, uh, yeah. And yeah, what you're up to these days. All right. Well, um, my acting aspirations have been my whole life. Um, I tried to get into acting in the eighties when I first moved to LA, but it was a totally different world back then. I had no one to mentor me. So I got kind of discouraged and I went away from it concentrated on a, a construction career. I own a, I own a construction company. Um, in 2014, while working on a job site in the Hollywood Hills, um, a gentleman uh, shows up in a Mercedes and he gets out and I'm sweating copper putting a new main line to the house. And uh, as he's walking up to the house, he keeps looking at me. And so I'm thinking, you know, is he going to hit on me or something? You know, just L.A. And uh, so he goes in, meets with my client for about an hour. And then uh, when he comes out, he, he starts walking directly towards me. So I'm thinking, okay, here it goes. But it turns out that his name is George Wallach. And he is, an, he is a retired agent. And he used to be Bruce Jenner's agent back in the 70s when Bruce was in the Olympics. And uh, so he uh, you know, introduced himself and said, said he thought I had a really good look and if I was interested in being an actor. And so I said, yes. And so then I gave him my number. A couple weeks later, he calls me up, set up some meetings. He gets me signed with a management company. Before I even did a single thing on tape, a management company signed me, got me started, you know. And then, uh, you know, like the first movie I ever did was a movie called Weaponized with uh, Mickey Rourke and Tom Sizemore and Michael Perret. Wow, and uh, that that was you know very very cool to meet Michael Prick, and I love Michael Prick. He he was one of my biggest stars that I idolized in the eighties, and uh, so to be on this film with him was for my first one was very cool, and uh, so I just been you know then I started uh, getting into the auditioning, and then really you know had really some really good momentum leading up to the pandemic, mm, um, and that just really um, sidelined a lot of stuff. Um, I had a project that I was going to be doing in the Hamptons, and actually a, an actress, Marianne Fisher, who you had a, yeah. a clip on the last week, or, you know, with her. And uh, so we were both cast into the same TV show. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, Marianne's so I've been great. talking to her today, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, Marianne's great. Uh, we worked with her on our film Happy Mother's Day. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of mutual connections from her just over the last couple of years since working with her. But we're supposed to work with her again this year, so I'm very looking, very much looking forward to that. Uh, was that like uh, – because she's based, based out – uh, you know, on the East Coast, where you was it a project kind of on on the East Coast? In the Hamptons, yeah. New oh, York. the Hamptons. I'm sorry, yeah. You, you said that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, small uh, world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, like, so I've done a lot of projects. Um, you know, Babylon is out right now. I had a small part in Babylon, mm-hmm. a movie that's coming out. Um, Jennifer Lopez movie Atlas that's going to be on Netflix. I have a small part in that. Um, but the biggest part I have coming out is a movie called Riptide Massacre, where I'm actually, I play the, an escaped convict that turns into a monster. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Prey is the sheriff in the movie. Awesome. So I get to work with him this time more extensively. And, uh, it's, it's really good. And it is directed by John Russo, who wrote Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead and many other movies. Ah, uh, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I emailed you some pics behind-the-scenes pics of uh, uh, on the email with uh, me and uh, John Russo. We're talking about uh, um, filming some kill scenes and that. He let me choreograph the kill scenes and fight scenes, um, which was really, really gracious of him. And a uh, super nice guy, you know, really awesome to work with. Uh, his, you know, his vision was great. So it was really fun to work with a legend like that. Yeah. Return of the Living Dead is one of my favorite movies, all-time favorite movies. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's back up a little bit. I want to talk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Red Tide Massacre here in just a, m- a minute here. But um, I, I want to kind of point out the fact that you know you're working construction one day, and then this guy randomly comes up to you. It's almost yeah. like a blind faith moment where he's not even there for you. It's for something else, and then he sees you, spots you right there, and is there, and is like, "Hey, you've got something. Let's." You want to be yeah. an actor. And then that's how it all started. That's kind of like a and, – and you had these aspirations before, you know, when, yeah. when you are younger. So it's kind of like how the universe works for us sometimes. So I'm sure that was a kind of like a, a a big moment for you, just kind of like, this is really happening, you know? Yeah, it was it was uh, surreal. I mean, at first, I you know, it's like first, you know, a week or so after the meeting, I, I was like – I took it like, yeah, great with a grain of salt because so many of that happened so many times. Um, and, you know, I've worked for a lot of celebrities in construction, um, and a lot of, you know, it's like a lot of them said they were going to do this and that for me and they never did nothing. Mm-hmm. So I took it with a grain of salt. So the fact that it actually worked out was fantastic. And I was just talking to an actor friend of mine today. Well, you know, I play hockey every Sunday and he's a, you know, famous star on, he used to be on a, uh, one of the, uh, soap operas. And um, I was talking to him about when the difference between confidence, when George introduced himself to me, told me that I looked like I should be an actor. All of a sudden, there's a different confidence came through that I call actor's confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, everybody has confidence in it themselves. And everything, but actor's confidence, I found was it's a little different. It's like you. you could step outside yourself and be someone else in, in public or anything. And it's just being in front of the camera is a totally different confidence than just walking in public. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, so I started to feel that and it, uh, yeah. And it, so then it's just, yeah, it was great because I used to be afraid to be in front of the camera before I was too shy. 
Mm-hmm. Even though I wanted to be an actor, I was too shy to be in front of the camera. I was always behind the camera. You know, when there's group shots with friends, I was the one taking the picture. Right, right. So, so it was it was very cool, and uh, so now just being in front of the camera, I love it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, man. Um, I, I, I'm not an actor, but I've you know I've had to kind of grow my own confidence in my own way to be more like comfortable on camera. You know, I'm always mm-hmm. the yeah. guy as well. Uh, doing, you know, obviously directing and photography or anything else. But being on camera is one of those things where it's like I always had self-esteem issues growing up and kind of feeling like, ah, I don't I'd rather not, you know, and and uh, but now I'm like, no, I, I put myself out there a little bit more because I'm trying to bring value to other people. I'm also trying to really be the face of the name, you know, of the brand, you know, and all these things. So but yeah, once you have that, once you tap into that confidence, like it's almost opens up a whole world and um, me and, uh, I've on my other, on my show, uh, I've had other actors on our show and we've kind of talked about acting where you kind of embark when you, when it, when it's time to get on screen, it, you do just take on this whole other persona and you know, it's, it's uh, a really interesting process. I'm sure f- different for everyone, but yeah, that's, uh, that's good yeah. stuff. Um, so you've, so before the pandemic, you probably you're pretty much like cutting your teeth and, and grinding, working on short films and indie film projects and whatnot. Um, uh, and then, well, how was how was your experience like? Did you feel like you're learning something different from every project? Like, I mean, because you went from pretty much like wanting to be an actor to now you're like full time acting and you're like working all the time now. So, kind of, how was that journey kind of leading up to? Uh, to where you are now, you know, doing all these different various projects. Yeah, you know, well, with each role is a different type of character. So, like, um, if I do a dr- drama, um, or uh, like I, I play bad guys real easy, you know, because I'm a an a hole anyways, you know, so it's easy <laughs> to be an a hole on camera. Um, but you know, it's like different things. Like doing comedy, I did a comedy thing called Randy and the Milk Boy. A YouTube series, so I just had to, you know, do comedy, you know, and you know, do a lot of pratfalls and stuff like that in in there, and uh, so that was different. Um, but you know, everyone is different with each different type of character, and then each different camera setup, each crew is is different in how they film stuff. So you adapt, you know, you you know you you're, you know your mark, you know where the camera is, you know your lines. So it's, it's, it's very similar in a lot of respect, but every director has a different way of doing things. You know, some are very much want to direct you. Others are, let's do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. it, you know, and they just don't capture it. So it depends. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely understand that. I'm a very unorthodox filmmaker myself. I'm like, I give the actors complete control of kind of their character. And, you know, I definitely always encourage improv and, you know, if I see something on, on set where I'm like, Oh, that looks cool. Let's try to add this into the, the, the film or something like that. Uh, you know, it, uh, yeah, just like, I'm not really so much by the book when it comes to the filming and stuff, but I like that. It's a little bit of a chaos energy and creative freedom, you know, to the, yeah. to giving the actors a lot of power to do that. Um, so, so you've been working on all these films and the pandemic, I'm sure, slowed everything down for you. Um, so how is a post-pandemic world, uh, you know, coming out of that? Like, was it easy for you to kind of like, like, I know L.A. was, uh, from my knowledge, there was a little bit more restricted for a while. Uh, yeah. So were, 
was it easy to kind of like get back into sets and, and, and everything? Um, it, you know, it's a, that what um, I don't like, uh, but you know, I, I've, I'm adapting to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like right now I'm on my, this is my self tape setup. You know, I got yeah. my lights, my backdrop, you know, so this is, you know, so I've concentrated on making the, the self tape production good so that I can concentrate on the performance and not worry about what it's going to look like. So I already know it's going to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is what I don't like is a self tape. Before the pandemic, I was at a high percentage of booking when I'm in the room. Uh, because the, I typecast myself by play, by auditioning or submitting for tough guys, mob, cops, detectives, whatever the case may be like that. Um, so it, when I went into the room, you know, I'm 6'1", 220 pounds, you know, muscle, you know, and when, and I can and I have a mean look when I want one. So when I'm in the room, I can be impressive and I, and, and they feel it. And the energy, and I get to do two or three different takes. I can take direction, change things up, whatever. It's a, it's a great way to do it. Now, with the self-tape, you have, as an actor, you always make a choice what you're going to do as the character. Mm. So I'll make a choice as a character, and then you most of the time you have one take. And you, you do it, you submit it, hope it is what they want to see. And the when, you know, like I still try to go for a lot of the tough guys and stuff like that, but I'm not getting the auditions, you know, uh, or the, the roles like I used to. Even the auditions, even I, I submit for a lot of things. I submit for mob guys, older hitmen, all these different things. I'm not getting anything, not even getting the auditions because of the, you know, it's just I don't know what, you know, what's going on. Well, I guess with more of the, online stuff there's that many more people submitting so they're really weaning it down to you know fighting less people so so that's that's the part i don't like about it and that's really slowed me down from the, as far as acting through the pandemic and after the pandemic mm-hmm. um a few things happened last year that were really really good you know um i, I finally joined the union um after eight years finally joined the union um then also assigned with an agent um then i uh also because i also write scripts i uh I, a literary agent signed me to represent my me for my scripts my writing and they're working on getting a, a name actor to attach to my script so we can get funding and make my movie awesome Wow. So, yeah, so the last year was good in that regards. Um, right now I have a – I just auditioned for a major feature film that films in Canada in a few months. Um, I auditioned for the lead title character, which, you know, which is the biggest audition I've ever done because um, it's a big film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have another big film. Again, uh, it's a Western uh, where I, 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 you know, I'm in the running for the lead character, the title character for that movie also, which so those, you know, all these things are just like right there on the cusp, ready to take mm-hmm. off. So I'm just you know, doing what I can to make things happen, you know? Yeah, so, that's all we can do. I mean, you know, keep grinding in our own way, putting ourselves yeah. out there. You as an actor, I'm sure it's, it's, it's yours is like very 
it's kind of like the every opportunity you can get on set so you know instead of creating something from scratch right you know essentially you know writing scripts and stuff that's gonna be great if you're able to kind of launch that you know that platform for yourself but yeah i can imagine i didn't even think about um where there is so many virtual things now to kind of get things done where that would kind of maybe over overcrowd or maybe you know higher competition to get onto set actually you know being cast for a film and whatnot especially somewhere like la because i mean it's just it's full of everyone doing the same thing and whatnot so um but i mean i'm i'm happy to hear and obviously your imdb and and the things that you're working on you have been busy you still have got to do some projects and you're working on like you got union like you said got an agent you're working on your scripts and everything so that's great um i was curious a little bit about because i saw on your instagram i believe just some like a, a short clip and you mentioned uh you worked on babylon so is there anything fun about that that you can share with uh you know working on that set yeah um the segment of babylon that i worked on was there's a in the movie toward near the first in the first half of the movie uh brad pitt goes to a set he's filming this medieval war movie and uh, so that week we were filmed out in um, a place called uh, blue sky ranch mm -hmm. it's where they used to film little house on the prairie okay and uh so we're out there in the you know, summer of 2021 uh, it was, you know, 120 degrees out there and uh, filming this big battle scene. And I was lucky enough to, that um, Damien Chazelle, out of the, all the people, he picked me and a, uh, a handful of other actors to be um, Spike Jones's film crew in the movie. Oh, so cool. it, yeah. the film takes place in the 1920s. So Spike Jones plays a character named Otto Strasberger. And so... Otto is filming this medieval war movie that Brad Pitt's character stars in. And uh, so I'm on his film crew filming the movie inside the movie. And uh, so it was funny for like, um, there's a bunch of little scenes where, where then they literally, out, you know, out of the people, they handpicked me to be in the forefront of, of these scenes, even though like there's a couple of scenes where I'm like, you know, like I ended up back over here and they pulled me, put me like right next to Diego Calva for a, a scene. They wanted me right there. They, they, you know, like the um, scene for, you know, uh, feeding lunch to the uh, to the, all the soldiers, the background soldiers and everything. They, you know, it's like they had they had me there. I was going to do it. And then uh, I don't know, some PA or somebody said, no, I'm going to get two other guys. So me and the other guy started walking away. Damien comes out, no, 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 I want those two guys doing it. Oh, so they cool. brought me back in, put the aprons back on, and that's that's what they filmed. So it was really good that he, you know, it's like he wanted me in those scenes for some reason, whatever. And I'm grateful, you know, mm -hmm. it was awesome. But for a whole week filming with Brad Pitt every day and Lucas Haas and, and Diego Calva, who's the main character of the movie, super, super nice guy. Wow. Every day we were talking about t TV shows. We were hanging out every day, you know, between set takes and everything. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was very good. Spike Jones, it's super nice, fun guy too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. I haven't seen Babylon yet, but I know it's such, like such a massive cast and ensemble, like huge looking film. So yeah, I'm really the, curious the, to watch it. The movie is really, you know, I really like the movie, not just because I'm in it, but because it's a really good movie. I would see it if I wasn't. Um, the trailers are horrible. 
The trailers okay. depict the movie to be something that's not. So many people ask me if it's a musical, and I'm like, no, it's not a musical. Um, they um, show too much of this um, party scene that's at the beginning of the movie, but that's, that's not what the movie is about. The movie is more about the, Diego Calva's character going from being just a helper at, a, at the party at the beginning of the movie Next thing you know, he's chauffeuring Brad Pitt around to becoming a movie executive, rising to the top, and then his fall up from grace. That's the movie. Mm. And they depicted this party scene so much in the trailers, and that's not what it's about. That's a small part of, of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't talked to too many people who've seen it, um, but the, the few that have, there's been a couple that was like, ah, it's just too much. It's a lot going on. It's like really overcrowded. But the other ones are like, no, it's really great. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a really fun, big, beautiful, like ride, you know, for, from start to finish. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. And just, you know, hearing that little story is, is, is pretty cool that you got to be involved in the production as well. Um, so let's talk about the, the Red Tide Massacre. How did that come about? And, you know, what's your, what's been your experience, um, you know, on it so far? Well, um, it was just a regular audition on, uh, I think it was Actors Access, I believe. Um, it was, you know, did the audition to, for the monster and then I got a call back. And then, uh, again, because of my presence, when I walked in the room, the producer, Joe Majestic, I could see in his eyes. He was just like, <laughs> as I walked in, I, I knew I got the part. And so we just went through some of the just some of the normal things that, that I had to do as the monster, but I knew I got the part. I could feel the energy in the room. Everybody was the way everybody looked at me. And uh, so then um, we went out. We started filming in uh, Remet Studios in here in um, out in Canoga Park. And the first first day of filming was actually going to be like one of the last scenes of the movie mm -hmm. and so i'm in full makeup mask everything full gear as the monster and i'm in in the scene is a is a kitchen scene and where i'm attacking this woman and she grabs a frying pan to hit me with a frying pan so we had done it a, a few different rehearsal takes and a couple takes on this one take, she swings the frying pan at me and the frying pan handle slips off and the frying pan flies, hits me dead in the chin. Oh. And luckily I was wearing the mask. Oh, yeah. It, and luckily I didn't duck as if the, the frying pan was gonna hit me because it would've went over my head and went right into the camera. <laughs> so I, you know, it's like, I don't just, a weird thing I just stayed there I didn't move like I was supposed to it hit me it didn't do much any real damage or anything you know a little jaw pain later in the week that was about it but it was like it was it was you know it was it was a trip and uh, so that yeah so it was the first day just pain <laughs> yeah yeah sets the yeah, tone but, right yeah but I you know I did all my, my I, all my own stunts um I, I tried to choreograph a scene where I get hit by a car. Um, I guess they just, you know, it's like we filmed it, but I, I guess they didn't, uh, couldn't figure out a way to use it. Um, but, you know, that, uh, other than that, all the fight scenes, 
all the kill scenes. I did my stunts. I did my you know, everything that I had to do. Um, it was, you know, some of it was painful, <laughs> but uh, all the stunts, all the stuff in the water. I did all the swimming in the water. Um, one of the, the the little canals that I had to swim in, because you walk up there, there's a sign that says "No feeding alligators." <laughs> And I had to go swim in this thing oh, you know, in a bright orange uh, jumpsuit, you know, from prison. <laughs> so huh. it, was, uh, it was trippy. I was I was kind of hoping a small alligator would come uh-huh. out that I could just grab and wrestle on camera for fun, but not, none none were close. There were there were there were some really big ones down the ways when they went out in the boat scouting. They saw some farther down, but they didn't they didn't harass us or anything. We got lucky. Wow. Huh, that's wild. So uh, I'm, I'm just curious as, um, you know, you, you were saying like the makeup, like you're wearing masks and stuff. You played a monster. So I, I've worked a lot of my films. I've made monsters in, in our movies and we'll have like an artist or special effects artist who comes out and do a lot of prosthetics and whatnot. Um, and some of these things will take, I mean, hours to, to do like two, three hours to even just get made up and whatnot. And and then you you're shooting for like four to six hours or however long, you know, in all this makeup. And then it takes like an hour, hour and a half to take off or, you know, then they had to go home and shower and take all these, you know, do their own way of getting the rest of this application off. But I was curious, uh, since I haven't seen the design or look of this monster from you, like, was it something very similar in your process? Was it like a huge like thing? And how did it feel wearing all that? Well, the full monster is basically is just a silicone mask that squeezes over top which so that is the that when it's full monster it's easy it's in and out easy it was the stages as i'm transforming into the monster that had to go through had prosthetics had the makeup had the airbrushing getting painted Mm -hmm. and everything and the the fake teeth put in the you know you know the have uh, you know the fangs and everything so that was that took like an hour hour and a half sometimes you know and then of course cleanup is always about an hour after that so, but uh, it wasn't too bad, you know. Um, I kind of wish it was the longer, um, more of the prospects, everything glued on because it would have had a little bit more movement as the monster. But I, you know, I, I did the best I could. You know, we have some good scenes where it's like it, it looks really good mm-hmm. in, the, in the film. And uh, so, yeah, so, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It didn't turn out bad. I, you know, I liked it. Um, and uh, they caught some good stuff, you know, but uh, yeah. you know, maybe the next one. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the is the Red State Massacre out yet, or is it coming out this no, year? No, it's, I, I was um, just speaking with the producers, Joe Majestic and uh, Palmer Edward, last week. They were at Sundance working on getting funding for another movie, and um, they were telling me that the... Um, they had a bunch of um, what is it um, proposals from different distribution companies for theatrical distribution that they finally got them back and they're going over them, comparing them, and so they can pick the best one, and then it'll be in uh, theaters. Oh, sweet! Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's exciting. So that's like yeah. So I mean, it'll be the first um, you know lead role movie in theaters for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, yeah, overwhelming feeling and and whatnot. But uh, I, I'm hyped. I can't wait to check out the movie myself. You know, especially now after talking with you about it. 
Yeah, no, it's a fun little movie. You know, it's it's entertaining. It's you know, it's it's not boring at all. I've seen it twice already. Oh, cool. Uh, or three times. I've seen it three times. I saw the rough cut, and then I saw the final product twice. So, right on, right on. Which, 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 as an actor, it was it was weird because the first time I watched it, I couldn't enjoy it because I'm just sitting there looking at like I should have done this. Oh, I could have done that. Oh my God, I could you know? I just tore myself apart. Um, but the last time I watched it, I just decided, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna watch it as a movie. And everybody who saw it again for this, you know, like Michael Prey saw it again. You know, everybody saw it again. Liked it better the second time because they they, just, they got out of criticizing themselves and they were just able to enjoy it as a movie. So, mm-hmm. of course, yeah, yeah, that's good, man. That's that's really exciting. I, I get that. I, I can understand that feeling for me when I watch my own work once. I'm like, ah, what is this? You know, and then yeah. it's like, and then you kind of have to kind of push that aside and watch it as entertainment value purposes in general um well that that's exciting man and it sounds like you're you're working towards some of these bigger steps uh bigger productions bigger opportunities in the future so you know 2023 is hopefully going to be a wonderful uh opportunity of a year for you and and kind of absolutely yeah i'm hoping yeah Uh, i also have a tv series in the works oh okay uh yeah um it's a uh, it's on my imdb it's called rising Okay. And uh, a company called Bonded Media Capital, they do funding and they do pitch packages for movies and TV shows. Um, so they're doing the pitch package right now for the TV show. And then once that's done, then they go around it and then they will pitch it to the studios and networks. So, wow. so that one, I'm you know executive producer on and a star in it. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Cameron Gacciola, he's the writer, creator. And also, you know, the other producer. So, yeah, we're, we're you know, looking forward to this because this, this would be the big one. Yeah. If this can go, this would be the really – because the story is so awesome. Wow. So I can't wait for that to get made. That would be great. You'll you'll love it. It's right up your alley. It's all about, you know, Strange Films will love this TV show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting some updates about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I definitely update you about anything. Uh, um, if you, you know, any, any uh, pictures or anything you need or what you want, uh, especially after the movie comes, I can just give you, I can, yeah, I can then send you all the monster pictures yeah, I have and, for sure. and, and behind the scenes costume stuff and, and that. Oh, that's so. great. Yeah, definitely. Definitely do so. Um, so I know, and I just wanted to ask about this with the acting. So you said that you, you usually typecast yourself a lot for like, you know, kind of like mob bosses bad guys, villains and yep. stuff, which is awesome. I love those kinds of characters in general. Like I love writing them and, you know, and directing them, but is there a different, um, like for you, if you had to pick like something else, that's like kind of outside that realm that you want to explore next as an actor, like, is there something that you kind of always just wanted to try? Um, well, I'm, I kind of done, just about everything mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a small limited scale. So, um, I, you know, just, you know, just playing a serious part, you know, but, you know, it's like, um, like, uh, like on Yellowstone, something like that, I could sure. melt right into because I'm a farm boy from Canada. So, okay. you know, I could just get right into a role like Yellowstone easily. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, 
well, I guess maybe another question would be then like what outside the acting, um, maybe is there other opportunities or something that you've kind of like now, like, you know, like you have an acting career and you're going to pe- keep pursuing it. You're going to get more opportunities. I already know that. But like, is there something else like you're like, well, if I can just hit this mark, maybe I want to try this. Like, would you ever consider maybe directing a film one day or something like that? Yeah, you know, because, you know, it's because I, I'm, you know, I write scripts. Um, I have uh, the, my agent, uh, literary agent has two of them right now. I'm working on a third and then I have an idea for a fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so writing, is, I like that, the creative process of the writing. Um, directing, yeah, you know, at some point, you know, I'll direct. But I, I really want to be an actor. I really like acting. Um so directing or, and, and all that stuff is not as important or focus. Um, like I'm not really doing any education to be a director. All the education stuff I do is for acting. Mm-hmm. You know, different acting classes. I worked with uh, casting director Mark Teschner, who uh, is the head of casting for General Hospital. Um, Dean Frank, who does most of the Lifetime Hallmark Channel movies, uh, did, you know, Cat, you know, acting classes with them. So, and I then uh, in February I started another acting class at the big studio here in uh, Los Angeles. I just wanted to get you know, just get a little more uh, technique and a little, you know creating character and you know and, and stepping outside myself a little more when I'm creating characters to, so I'm just to be able to create characters quicker on the spot so it'll that which will help you know like when i have two or three auditions to do in the same day i can go from character to character to character a little easier without having any overlap right yeah. so you know it's kind of tough when you have to do a mob boss and then a, a football coach <laughs> and then you're talking like a mob boss as the football coach <laughs> you just, yeah just, it kind of blends together sometimes yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> awesome man uh well rich man this is uh this is great i i like to ask people some um you know you know because i'm all about trying to bring value to people and and whatnot especially for aspiring uh creatives you know whether they want to be a filmmaker want to be an actor or something like that or they're just now starting out but you you know you've had quite a bit of an experience from going from having these aspirations not seeing them for now and then getting them and now you're working and you're and you're still learning and growing but yep. uh when we when we ask when we talk to new creators and aspiring uh people who want to do these in, in this industry is there anything that you could maybe offer as far as advice goes or something that you've learned along the way just that you could pass on um well, yeah, just, you know, it's like find all the information you possibly can. Um, like I have friends and, who are actors and they're out making all these little 15 minute short films to create their reels. I, that's OK. That's great. Um, I have bigger aspirations. So I wrote a, writing full scripts. I paid the money to have a pitch package done with a you know bonded media capital, which and then that, which is what got me a literary agent was because when my agent s- submitted my script to the literary agent, she saw the script, but she also saw the pitch package from a reputable company. And she goes, she took it on the merits of all that. So 
that helped by spending the money to have a pitch package done. It helped me get an agent. So and so this is a full. This is a major feature film. That's you know it's going to happen. It's it's not some small little indie thing that'll get made for a hundred thousand dollars. No, this is a minimum five million dollar budget. Uh, it's a police drama, so it's it, it's a five million dollar budget is easy. Mm-hmm. You know the only thing that'll make the budget go up is a big name actor or a director that'll also attach to it. But uh, you know it's it, it's that's how I, the route I would go is if you have big aspirations, think big, try to try you know to go that route also. Um, and all you know it's like beginning actors do a lot of student films. You know the, the, and you get um, like USC here in LA. As a great film school, they give you great footage. You know, it's good projects. Um, that you know, that's what I would do to get the get the footage because you you'll get a variety of footage from a lot of different student films. But you know, also you know, it's like if you are confident enough, submit for lead roles. Go on Actors Access and submit for lead roles, and just do it. You know, just do the auditions. You know, and see what happens because you never know what's going to happen. You know, I mean, like uh, I also belong backstage a, a couple of years ago in 2020. I got an audition to for a recurring role on season two of Euphoria, which would have been freaking awesome. And I got mm-hmm. a call back and it came down to me and another guy. The other guy got it because he had tattoos because ah. he was an ex-con and I don't have tattoos. I don't want to you know, put the tattoos on it, you know, and, and then I'm stuck with tattoos. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, you know, not having tattoos lost me the rule. <laughs> but, uh, you know, still, the opportunity was there. Um, and I didn't shy away from it. I knew what the what it was. Um, I, you know, I tell my agent, get me the biggest stuff to audition for. You know, I don't, you know it's what I want to do. It's where I want to be. I don't want to you know, swim in mediocrity forever. You know, I want to get to the big stuff. So, and that's what yeah. I say. Tell anybody, just think big and push and learn as much as you can. If you have, if you're young, definitely take acting classes. If you're old like me, you have a, probably a lot of life experience that you can draw on for emotional stuff. Um, acting classes for me are not so much how to be. But um, just, just you know, how, you know, sometimes it's just you know when to be. Mm. You know, it's like sometimes, like um, it, sometimes in, when you're reading a script, you're in a scene and, and you have to get emotional. I can get emotional real easy. So sometimes I know I'm going to be emotional in that scene. And controlling that emotion and, and timing it just right sometimes, and so. You know, classes will help that kind of stuff. You know, when to be who you need to be. That totally makes sense. I think there's a lot of great things that you said there, um, and and a lot that anyone can learn from, especially being an aspiring actor. But I, I also I also like to say that you know, no matter where you're at, if you're not if you haven't don't have the experience, it's just good to start, right? So it's like just a good start in any capacity that might be, you know. So. Um, 
but you you know but having the resources like there's plenty of resources you can learn online from for free and, and yeah. like you said student films and all these things but yeah i think the the important part is just to kind of allow yourself to say like all right i'm gonna go for it and if you do have those bigger aspirations like you said then like it that's even better because you're gonna shoot your shot no matter what you know happens out of that as well exactly mm -hmm. yeah that's good um well, that's uh, I, I mean, I, I, I love talking to actors because everyone's got their own different journey and their own perspective on it and whatnot. And you, obviously you're kind of like still I feel like in the beginnings of your career, you know, like you still got a long way to go and a lot more yeah. awesome opportunities ahead of you. Um, and, I, and I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about your journey so far. Uh, so is there anything else you'd like to add to tell the audience maybe where they can find you or? any films that they should um, watch or something like that? Yeah. You know, Instagram at rich sands one, um, of course, IMDB at rich sands. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm on IMDB. You can see everything that I've done. I got a lot of clips up there on IMDB. They can watch, um, they can, uh, you know, track things that I got coming out, things I got working on. Um, but you know, it, yeah, Instagram at rich sands one is, uh, I, I'm, I only put mainly acting stuff up there. So it's, it's not a lot of, you know, filler and garbage on there you know mm -hmm. rarely you know will you see my food <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Right> <laughs> all right cool man uh yeah so you know everyone if they if they're listening and they're not familiar with rich definitely give them a follow rich sands one on instagram uh you can see you know what he's been up to the stuff he's got coming up on imdb uh definitely looking forward to seeing what comes about with your uh, acting career and, uh, you know, I, I'll go ahead and say it out there, man. I'd love to work with you one day. I think you're an awesome guy and, and you've got oh, a lot of talent. I can see, you know, even through the clips I've watched and everything. And, you know, you've got a great personality and everything. So maybe one day if our worlds ever collide. I think that'd be really cool to to do that one day. But um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you just being on the show and sharing uh, sharing your story. No, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I was look I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, when I, I think I reached out to you a few weeks ago to mm -hmm. you know to do this because I I liked your like I said I like your platform I I always watching your clips on on Instagram and that and following you along and uh, yeah so uh, yeah I wanted to, I figured we have a little common bond in the in the strange film world in that yes. so I figured yeah you know that'd be nice yeah no I appreciate that and uh, yeah thanks for kind of being flexible on the scheduling on the, on everything but uh, definitely uh, I'm glad to get you on and i appreciate the support you know so definitely oh, absolutely i tell everybody about it i have a, i think i have a, a few friends of mine started following you this past week when i was talking about this ah sweet yeah well yeah. hopefully they'll uh, come back and listen to the show and and, and stay stay following so. <laughs> yeah absolutely definitely awesome man. all right yeah i keep putting the word out good you know i appreciate that more than you know so thank you thank you um but yeah no uh we're, we'll end the show here and guys thank you so much for tuning in once again this was rich sands and uh rich i appreciate you once more great thank you very much you have a wonderful day and i will be talking to you soon thank you all right bye